Linda. Hopefully you can hear me because I just got kicked off of our Wi-Fi. And I think Mark changed the Wi-Fi password without telling me. Savage backstabbing. He yeah, changed it to Linda sucks with two X's. Linda sucks. Yeah. More that's like the first Linda thing I try. E sucks this in. Yeah. Oh, it's damn. Weird. Burned. <laughs> Fucking roasted. It's weird to, to have to text your own partner and say, did you change the Wi-Fi password? It's the new, uh, like, wrong. changing the keys on the changing the keys on the door when you're, you know, partner's yeah. on vacation or whatever. You come back, your key doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. But you it's know, your keys to the internet. My internet key doesn't work. Anyway, you sound great. I can hear you perfectly, Linda. Okay, good. Okay, good. Um, I got God. That's right. Hey, Andy, today's a Earth to Linda first. Oh, we've had a lot of, uh, we've done a lot on the show, but not a lot of first. Hey, but what's the first today? I am going to take this call from my Peloton. Oh, there we go. Not yeah, sponsored by Peloton. They have not given us nope. any money. So make sure you talk about but, how shitty and bad it is the whole time. No, if they want to, they can. Yeah, well, I'm not seeing any checks yet, but uh, that's exciting. Now, I thought Peloton had this whole like interactive bit where you like watched a video and some fit lady in tight pants yelled at you and told you to pedal up that hill or something. They do have that, but what I'm going to try to do right now is the just ride setting. Mm, Would you like me to serve as your coach? I'm sitting here uh, with my electric blanket wrapped around me in my in my casual houseware. That's that's pretty much the same as a fit lady with uh, tight pants. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but but at the end of the call, I'll tell you how many cows I burned. Oh, that's great. It's not going to be a lot. What's your? I know you've been, you know, you've been doing kettlebell classes. You've been doing the Peloton. Mm -hmm. You did the spin classes Mm -hmm. in the park with the creeps. Mm -hmm. How how much are you keeping up with your exercise? Seems like you're doing pretty well. Uh, yeah. But then you just, you know, you just disparaged your your intended calorie burn. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say something like this on the air, but whatever. It's my show. I'm gonna say it. Um, (laughs) the other day, Mark touched my butt. And he commented at how dimply it was. So, <laughs> I think, oh, Jesus. I think that gives you a pretty good idea of how well <laughs> the workouts are going for me. Uh, I was like, hey, that's not a good thing to say to someone. Well, I mean, so to be clear, there's a difference between butt dimples and like, you know, the kind of mottled texture of like a cellulite, not to disparage either of them. But, you know, when I think butt dimple, I think we got like the side dimple, you know, the side of each cheek's got that defined dimple. Was he talking more about an overall texture? It was cellulite. And also just a man not understanding, you know, what it's like to be a woman and to have for your entire life, things like cellulite being like advertised as a thing that you should hate and erase from your body. Mm-hmm. And he was like, but I like your butt. I'm just saying I like your butt. And I'm like, yeah, but. There are other ways that do not comment on the other texture. adjectives. <laughs> I, li- um, I like how yeah. mottled your face is. It's like, a, it's like the surface of the moon. Lots of beautiful yeah. craters. <laughs> So many craters to dance around in and get lost in for days. Um, but anyways, I've, I've been doing the Peloton a lot lately. I didn't sign up for the next round of kettlebell class because I felt like I just, I don't like the setup. 
I don't like turning my living room into a workout studio. I would it's be I would be anxious to swing a kettlebell around in my house, around my stuff. Yeah, and around your dog, like Lenny runs in and he's like, oh, what yeah. are you doing? I mean, my dog wouldn't care. She would just sleep the whole time. It's all she ever does. But but yeah, I can see Lenny's an energetic little guy. You wouldn't want to clock yeah. him with a kettlebell. Yeah, and then just, I don't know. I mean, I think it was a good experiment, but I'm just going to stick to the Peloton for now. Plus, you it's got biceps the size of your neck. What do you need to do kettlebells for? <laughs> I know. I'm a beefcake, <laughs> Linda, I would not describe you as a beefcake for what it's worth. <laughs> you always refer to yourself as having this strong German frame, as bouncing off the concrete whenever you crash your bicycle, just being, you know, yeah. built like a brick shit house. But I, I don't I don't think that comes across. <laughs> that's how, that may be how it feels to be in your body, but I don't think that's what most people think when they see you. They're not like, wow, yeah. what a sturdy foundation of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> It is just how it feels. I feel very big and sturdy. Yeah, yeah I've been having I've been having some body issues the last couple of weeks. TBH, just yeah, because probably because I've been watching Love Island, and that's not good for your brain. I, I don't know what this is, but I presume it's a bunch of hot people uh, making out with each other and deciding who they're going to make yep. out with. Yep, yep. you nailed it. Um, Do you watch it for I'm, the for the yeah. plot, for the drama, or just for the hot people? <laughs> uh for the for the drama it's like cute how into male friendships mark gets uh he like teared up the other night because of like this bro down that these two bros had <laughs> boy mark is uh, mark is paying the price for changing the wi-fi password number one <laughs> we're gonna point out that mark committed a faux pas in referring to your buttocks number two we're going to talk uh -huh. about how Mark got choked up at male friendships on Love Island. But you know what? Yeah. We've all been there. We all have weird things that make us choke up. I've talked to you about how I get choked up at those videos of people freaking out because they're so excited about something together. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's a form of male exactly. friendship. I think the reason that's emotionally affecting for me is because it reminds me of the days of my youth freaking out with my friends over some dumb bullshit in high school. But, but yeah, there's, there's a pure right. and an innocence to that that always gets me choked up. Exactly. There are also like TikToks of just sweet dads being like loving. That gets them going. Oh man, I saw a uh, someone posted a TikTok to Reddit a little while ago. Boy, is this what the show is now? We just talk about TikToks we saw on Reddit. I saw this TikTok on Reddit, <laughs> and it was uh, this like college age woman who was home for Halloween and her dad apparently loves Halloween because he loves to juggle for all the people that come by, but it was of course COVID. And so no one was coming by. So this like young woman who happened to be also extraordinarily beautiful went out and like in the garage and got dressed up like a fairy and then came and knocked on the door. So her dad could juggle because it was his favorite thing. And he was of course the world's hottest dad. It was just like hot family all the way down being <laughs> wholesome with each other. And they're like big ass, beautiful oh. house. And it's like, this is, this is too much. Too too much goodness. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful when I hot people it. are nice. <laughs> yeah, it is. They can be both. They can uh, be both, Andy. I'm over here being neither hot nor nice, and uh, some people out there are both. How's that possible? I know. So rude. You're you're nice, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted again. Roasted. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. You're yeah. not nice. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> 
Well, what are you doing for the workouts? Are you still like, fuck that? I'm not Nothing. I haven't, I still have done jack shit. Um, Has your body changed at all? Or are you like exactly the same weight you've always been? I don't think I've gained any weight, but I've gotten a lot softer in a lot of areas. Mm. More squishy boy. Yeah, if Mark were to grab my butt, he'd say, I like how squishy it is. Where you know, before <laughs> it was it was big and meaty, and now it's all big and squishy. Yeah, because of the lack of biking. Yeah, I went like... I went somewhere on the order of like 10 or maybe 11 years biking multiple times a week, like almost every day, save for like vacations, right? Like if I was on vacation or something, I wouldn't bike. But you do a lot of walking on vacation mostly. So, you know, it's by far the most inactive I've been for a long time. And yeah, I mean, I, I certainly can't complain. Many people's bodies change more than mine does. I'm, I'm somewhat blessed with a, a lot of uh, inertia in my my physical form it just kind of stays it just kind of stays more or less how it is but uh it hasn't gotten better let's put it that way yeah getting older sucks yeah i was doing all that gardening and digging a bunch of holes i was so sore all the time because just from digging holes you know yeah it's a thing uh what are you you gonna cook this year you gonna cook anything on thursday I think we're going to do some Chinese food, some like traditional yeah. Chinese cooking, um, because we, we recently got an order from a, a fancy Chinese ingredient website called Mala Market, which I will buzz market. They are also not a sponsor. We are neither brought to you by Peloton nor Mala Market, but uh, Mala Market <laughs> is a really good little importer of like high quality Chinese ingredients. And Linda, they have this, this, uh, this $40 soy sauce. It's like a container of soy sauce, probably Whoa. like half a liter but it's $40, and you think to yourself, what a preposterous amount of money to spend on soy sauce. It's just soy sauce, right? Like, how right. good can it be? And this soy sauce is splendid. It's it's life-changing. It's a whole different ingredient than you are used to. It does not taste like anything you've ever had that was called soy sauce, and it is so tasty. So they have a bunch wow. of fancy stuff like that, you know, fancy, like, hand-stirred soy sauce and special peppers that are dried and imported and fancy vinegars. So we're going to take all that and turn it into some tasty Chinese food is the plan. That's awesome. That's we're going to do plan. our best. That's different. Yeah. What are you going to do for old Thanksgiving? Uh, I think Mark wants stuffing and I want sweet potatoes. So we're just going to do that. Sweet potatoes and stuffing. Sounds great. Yeah. Maybe I'll make some chicken, but I don't know. Who you cares? can eat out of one big long bowl in front of the TV. <laughs> Why is there? Well, I think a big long bowl is just a trough. First of all, <laughs> have you seen the Simpsons episode I'm referencing? <clears throat> no. See, this is perfect, Linda, because the Simpsons quote is Homer's talking to Marge. They're eating in front of the TV, and Marge is like, "I don't like what we eat in front of the TV." And I think it's Bart actually that's like, "Mom, why don't you feed us out of one big long bowl? It'd be so much more efficient." And she's like, "That's a trough. You're talking about a trough, <laughs> and we're not going to eat out of a trough." So you did the thing, oh, awesome. even though you hadn't seen the I episode. I did the thing. Yeah, perfect. Did you grow up on The Simpsons? I feel like this is a subject that we should have covered at some point, yet I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. know the answer. Yeah, and for some reason, it's the thing that, like, if some small publication or design blog wants to interview me for something, they want to talk about me and The Simpsons. Wait, I really? I don't know why. Yeah, because, like, a while ago, uh, for one of those things, I did talk a lot about these, the Simpsons and about how it like played a big part in shaping me as a person and my sense of humor. Um, but yeah, now you people did it once it and now that's your thing. Now you're the Simpsons design lady. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, like, since my house was super religious, I'm getting a lot of, out of breath. I got to slow down, Andy. Whew. Um, don't do it on account when, of the podcast. We don't care about these people listening. A little bit of contempt <laughs> for your 100 listeners is, is good for a podcast. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you guys. I'm going to pant. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, since my family was super religious, for some reason there was, like, a loophole with The Simpsons. Like, I think that if my parents liked something enough, they were like, well, this thing is okay. I mean, so, you just described all faith in everything. <laughs> People yeah, find any exactly. excuse to make up for the things they actually want to believe or want to take part in and, you know, just ignore all the parts they don't like. Yeah, as soon as it's inconvenient, then loophole. Um, so, yeah, we except for, like, if there was a, a curse word in an episode, they would turn it off immediately. Which then gives you some, like, weird guilt, like, as if you did that, and it's, like, your fault that they cursed. Um, we, um, let me look up the year this movie came out, because we used to rent movies at Blockbuster with my family all the time. Pretty sure, no, no, I don't remember, they remember movie now. And one time we got this movie, came out in 2005, so, I mean, yeah, I was actually pretty old. I was, you know, uh, 2005, I was 17, but my sister would have been... 15 or 16 depending on the time of year but we rented 40 year old virgin to watch as a family oh god uh, <laughs> yeah. i don't know how we came to that conclusion but that one my parents turned off you know not that far into it and was like no way we're done everybody <laughs> go to your rooms and like, think about what you've done <laughs> did they think it was like a movie about abstinence or something no i mean they weren't my, my family's not puritanical like right. we would watch other rated r or rated pg-13 movies or things they weren't like you know they were just shy, and so they, they could not handle the opening 15 minutes of that movie where, you know, what's-his-name is talking about going to the show where the donkey fucks the woman. Like, they were done. They were done. They hung it up at that Oh, point. yeah. Yes, they didn't make it that long in there. Lenny, you just went outside. Did you hear the little bells? Does he have a little doggy door? Yeah, he has a little jingle bell. So he rings the bell when he wants to go out? Uh-huh. That's adorable. He rang the bell. He gets to go. Can you but reach that gonna... from your Peloton? I, I had to get off for a second. Wow, so. Leonard. There's a blip. Demanding little mop he is. I know. He's so spoiled. I come home and I kiss him like he's a person. Mm, I love kissing Sadie on the side of her snout. Like, you know. Yeah. Like, I don't like kissing her nose. It's all wet and gross. But her, like, you know, her jowls, little floppy bits. Yeah. They're all soft. I <laughs> I actually clocked that when we were playing Among Us last week. Oh, um, you saw I, me! I you saw, saw me kiss her on the side of her snout. It wasn't aggressive. It wasn't just one kiss. It was like mwah, 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 mwah. Yeah, like what, can, what can I say? I love her a lot. It was very sweet, and I was grateful to see it. Did you have fun playing Among Us, Linda? I did. It was great. I just got some weird news while we were playing, and it took me out of it a little bit. Like I shouldn't have checked my phone but when you see a wall of text coming from your, your dad you're not gonna not read it you have and to read those yeah there's, there's no not reading that yeah so he was just saying that like my mom had like some sinus pain like you know she had surgery yeah like, a couple weeks ago and so she was just in like a shitload of pain and then like had a bunch of weird sinus stuff happen on top of it she's actually doing all right right now okay. but so, That's <laughs> after good. But after that message, my sister chimes in with like, oh, thanks for letting us know. Daniel's deployed right now. And I was like, what? Like, these things happen with my sister. 
and their family like so quickly we're like all of a sudden her husband's deployed and like that wasn't on the radar anywhere that's so a jarring like, string of text messages to get while you're trying to pretend to not be the imposter. <laughs> yeah exactly uh and so it turns out that he's actually not deployed he's training so that he doesn't have to get deployed but he has gone for like three months gotcha and yeah which is a bummer, but he gets to come back for the holidays. So he gets to go see them again on Thanksgiving and then on Christmas. That's nice. Yeah. But anyways, the, the game was fun. Andy, I'm such a bad liar. I so did not bad. know you were such an awful liar. It was uh, you were really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. So bad. Like my anytime we have to play like two truths and a lie or something... I get made fun of because it's so easy to read through. Yeah, you're like, uh, my name is Linda. I, you know, grew up in Georgia, and I have a pet dragon. <laughs> and then you start crying. You, yeah, <laughs> I cry, and then I say the third thing that is true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I like was hiding, and trying not to show my face, but I couldn't help the smile. I think I get this from my mom. My mom <laughs> used to be so bad at hiding Christmas presents, like, because she has the same exact thing that you witnessed me have. So, like, my sister and I, if we wanted to know what we were getting for Christmas, all we had to do was just ask a thousand things. Right, just say until... a string of things until you see her, like, <laughs> eyes twinkle or something. And No, until she, like, has that, like, Grinch smile oh where she's trying like, to on suppress her face, it she's like, mm. <laughs> and i remember doing it but then also like being annoyed when she would break because i'm like it was supposed to be a surprise even though i was the one who was like trying to pull it out of her uh but yeah Turns yeah out i don't I know I, I think it's i think it's a pretty nice trait being bad at lying i think it's overall gonna yeah. serve you well in life i i don't know like i'm very good at lying and i'm not sure how that happened it's not like i lied a bunch as a kid or anything i just I don't ever feel like a physical reaction. I can just say whatever I want. Blank faced. Yeah. Hard to read. You're an enigma, Andy. Enigma wrapped in a mystery, dipped in chocolate. Uh Mm. White chocolate, because I'm white. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, the game was fun. It took. It seemed I was a little worried at first. Seemed like people were maybe uh, a little skeptical, but people got into it. It was nice. Yeah, it's hard to host things because, well, they like it. Well, they like it. Well, it'd be a fun time. Yeah. And, you know, not everybody's into that kind of game. Some people don't like it so much. And so you never really yeah. know. Plus, there's a combination of, like, technology plus a game where you have to lie sometimes plus a game where you have to call other people out for lying. You know, it's a, it's a lot. It's a lot to figure out. Yeah. I'm such an introvert. I just wanted to do my little activities on the ship. It is like, surprisingly fun to do the stupid little tasks like it shouldn't yeah. be fun right because you're just doing these like menial things and yet for some reason someone gives you a to-do list of like do these five things and you're like okay fun <laughs> it's like yeah why is this not fun in real life <laughs> it's just as menial to fucking vacuum the house why is that not fun yeah but imagine if like vacuuming the house meant like go over to that wall and push a button yay you did it <laughs> it's like... yeah and you get a little green check mark that pops up yeah it's a little dopamine hit every time you're Very like satisfying little bloop yeah, I'm I'm good now. 
That game's really interesting to me because, like, it was a game that came out, like, a few years ago. It was made by this independent developer, and it was very, very mildly successful. Like, didn't make a ton of money, but some people liked it. But then, like, six months ago or something, a couple, like, low, uh, like, you know, very, like, low popularity streamers started picking it up. And then it just kind of grew until some very popular streamers were playing it. And now it's, like, the most popular game in the whole world. And this independent developer made, like, a gazillion dollars all of a sudden. Which is great. Well, that's good. I'm so excited for this person. Like, how cool it must be. But I think so much about... This is, you know... This speaks to my my desire to, like, uh, do something great at some point in my life. But, you know, this person made this game. It was the same game it is now. And it just... There wasn't this right cocktail of... PR and the right people playing it and Twitch and people locked at home and not being able to see their friends. And so like, it just wasn't a popular game. No one really knew about it. Like some of this person's friends played it or maybe some people like one, one degree removed played it. But this person made a pretty great game that everyone loves. And it's just so weird to me that like if circumstances aren't right, you can make something great and no one, then no one gives a shit. And if circumstances are right, you make something great and it becomes this great, you know, big giant successful thing that everyone loves. And I don't know that I feel like it's one of the, cruelest injustices of the world that you have to have that kind of luck to be successful in your art instead of just you know making something nice yeah exactly it's like the uh the classic thing they tell you in art school is how like van gogh was never successful in his lifetime and i think that's like not true or something i don't know whatever but yeah a lot of really great art isn't appreciated until people die dumb do you think that's still true? Now? I was thinking about that. Because, like, there are so many people who are making things at, like, really high fidelity and quality and creativity. and But they have, like, an audience. Like, you don't have to go get discovered by some gallery anymore, you know? I think that just tastes evolves more quickly now than it did before. Like all of the historical examples I'm aware of, of artists going underappreciated in their time was like an artist that was doing something that was kind of visionary. And the reaction of the establishment art world was, what are you doing? You Looney tune? Like, this is not how art is done. Do it. better." And then we come to recognize it with, you know, the, fullness of of time that actually that was great art and it's just that at the time there was all of these biases from the established from the world that couldn't accept it as as such right and i don't i don't know if that happens anymore because i feel like the the span of time in which a entire industry or like culture will change its mind about something is so much less than a lifetime right so much less than a career but you know you you hear about the early impressionists like getting laughed out of the salons because it's like haha you didn't paint every single uh, straw of hay in that ba- in that bale of hay. It barely looks like a bale of hay at all. It's just some blotches of color, you fool. And then, of course, right. now we're like all the all the pre-impressionistic stuff is just, uh, good job, you took a bad photograph and you aren't great at understanding light. And then the impressionism is great stuff. You know, the early impressionism is right. amazing. But I just, I feel like now if we were to have like another impressionism, people would realize it in like six months instead of 20 years or whatever. Yeah, exactly feedback loop is much shorter but maybe maybe linda that's the the proximity fallacy or whatever the fallacy yeah. is where uh, things closeness fallacy where things in recent history feel much different than things in the far history just because of recency bias recency bias that's what it's called. yeah but also like if you look at the way that trends and fashion and stuff move around the world 
like there is a delay, like things will start in Paris or New York or wherever. And then like eight years later, you see them in like Georgia or something. Um, and, but back then, like if you went on a trip to Paris and met these like visionary people and that inspired your work and you came back to New York to practice in that way, like it might've taken like, yeah, like 50 years for things to catch up. Yeah. More importantly, they had to be making that work in Paris for a decade before it was ever in a place where visitors to New York could possibly even see it. And then, you know, right. yeah. I, uh, I took a class in college that I, I, I wish I had more recall for things that I've learned. It's one of the, one of my flaws <laughs> that I, I hate about myself, but I'm just terrible at remembering things that I know I knew at one point, but I took this class about the history of world's fairs and it was one of the most interesting Whoa, like, liberal cool. arts classes I took. And it really kind of, we do still technically have world's fairs, but they're kind of laughable now because we have the internet. So it's like, there's, but like for a period of time, we were, it was this window where we were like post-industrialization, things were moving relatively quickly, you know, compared to all history prior to that, right? Like we have, things were accelerating really quickly in terms of technology and art and culture. And also we had not yet had the communications revolution such that you could just, you know, immediately communicate whatever it is you were making across the globe in some way. There wasn't, you know, broadcasting. There wasn't that kind of thing. And in this window, these World's Fairs were like the only opportunity where everybody all got together across the entire, well, like the entire world, you know, the, the westernized world, the world that invented the World's Fairs and had the audacity to call it the World's Fair. And, but, you know, everyone kind of got together and actually had this exchange of ideas for, you know, this brief period, kind of at like the end of the 19th and beginning of the 20th century. And then they kind of became irrelevant again. But there was this window where it was like these amazing things because that was the only chance you had to figure out what was going on in painting in, you know, Europe or in glass blowing in whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I recall very little from that class. Because <laughs> <laughs> I suck. Which World's Fair was it that Tesla showed his coil? <laughs> The world's fair where Tesla showed his coil and was escorted escorted out of the premises because, sir, you can't show your coil to random strangers. Tesla <laughs> coil world's fair. When he exposed his coil. The Columbian exhibition exposition in Chicago in eighteen ninety three. Eighteen ninety three. Yep. So that's in that sweet spot, end of the nineteenth century. All right. There. right. So, got it. I found a person named Dr. Parkenstein. Uh, and I want you to look him up after this call. <laughs> okay. Dr. Parkenstein. I, I swear to God. Like, this kid is It auto-completes right immediately. Why is it autocomplete for me? Okay, he's, like, built a Tesla coil in his backyard. <laughs> and he's just, like, a teen. He's, he looks like he's probably, like, 15 or something. And he has all these videos of him conducting like Tesla-esque experiments and he plays with old radios and rebuilds them and like does all these like demonstrations. And he clearly just has like the most beautiful and strange mind. And it looks like he's like from the 1920s, but got this trapped. This is more of your like... TikTok explorations, I see. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm so glad that I ran into this kid because I'm like, I, I love knowing that people like that are still being born, <laughs> even in always. Oh, we said all weirdos. World. Don't you worry. Yeah. So I'm having a weird uh, Google experience. I typed in dr space p a r k and Parkenstein 
uh, you know, spelled as it is spelled, autocompleted. But uh-huh. and so it, you know, it takes me to the research results page for it. But all of the stuff is Parkinson's doctors. It doesn't say what did you mean to search for Parkinson's. It just is only showing me Parkinson's doctors, even though oh, Dr. Weird. Parkinstein autocompleted. And then it says related searches, Dr. Parkinstein TikTok, and I assume that will work. Yeah, that worked. Yeah, that worked. I will check but, it out after we yeah, hang watch, up today. Watch some of these things. This kid is a wonderful human being. But yeah, I, I like TikTok. I haven't even opened Instagram in like a week or two. Or if I do, I like scroll once and I'm like, ew. I like that you only like open Instagram to uh, to flex on people. It's like, I'm doing something cool. I'll post this on Instagram, <laughs> but I'm never going to see anybody else's cool stuff they're doing. I don't care about that. I just care to go there and show what I'm doing. Right. Well, I guess the last time I did that was when I was on a boat. That yes. felt necessary. Yeah. Got to do it. It's got to be done. But I haven't done it since then. I haven't done anything that cool. Yeah. Just like, whatever. Ugh, what are you going to make for dinner tonight, Andy? We've been making, since we've been doing this fasting thing, we've been making just kind of big lunches and then having smaller dinners because we're very hungry when our fast is over at lunchtime. Mm, so we yeah. had, uh, have, have we talked about impossible meat, impossible burgers on this show before? I don't think we have, but it's good. It's good as hell. I really love impossible burger meat, impossible ground meat. I mean, I only use it to make burgers. I've never done anything else with it. I'm sure it's fine for other stuff, but I find it to be both a pretty convincing facsimile of of ground beef but even if it wasn't it's just a delicious substance to to make and yeah i, I recommend it for anybody that wants that meat feel but feels bad with all the <laughs> environmental impacts of eating beef it's it's very tasty stuff so we had those for lunch a couple impossible burgers for lunch and i don't know we'll figure out dinner something i can't remember the last time i had beef it's been, it's a, been a really long time for me too honestly because yeah yeah we don't, we don't get ground beef ever and we haven't had a steak in a super long time. So, yeah, it's been a, it's been a minute, but for yeah. the best, I think. We eat a lot of ground turkey. Yeah, ground turkey's fine. Yeah. Well, I like to mix it up with uh, diced up sweet potatoes and onions and peppers, like a little hash. Interesting. Make a little little bowl. Yeah. A little protein bowl. Um, little side of rice. Here's a thought I, I have whenever I think about impossible meat, right? Like, so... There's, the, there's this whole industry of fake meats that are engineered plant products like Possible Meat, Beyond Meat. There's like these other ones too. There's a whole bunch of them. And each of these represents like a company that got a lot of investment funding and spent like millions of dollars trying to develop this product on the promise they could, of course, sell it for a profit later on. And it strikes me that if food scientists and chemists that are like making Impossible Burgers or whatever had instead like all those resources dedicated to making just new kinds of delicious plant food, right? Like don't even make it try to act, behave like beef, right? Just make it as delicious as you can. Like just, you know, engineer it in funny ways and make it, you know, taste really good. They could probably invent all new, like revolutionary kinds of food. It's just that you can't market revolutionary plant food. You can only market right. this is almost beef. And that's right. depressing to me <laughs> that that all of this like human innovation is just to replicate beef because that is the thing that people will buy. And I want to buy revolutionary yeah. new uh, uncharted plant food with weird textures and flavors. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cool. And people are like, I want something I know. Like when it comes to food, people hate change. People do not like innovation. And I'm yeah. speaking, you know, for like the larger audience. Of course, there are people out there who love trying new things all the time, but yeah, it's the reason that, like, my parents go to Pizza Hut when they come to New York. 
they like don't want to fuck with what they already know. I think that like food is one of the most intimate things though. I mean, you put it inside your body. Like it is, yeah. it's way more intimate than like, you know, watching an unfamiliar film or, you know, putting <laughs> on unfamiliar clothes or any other kind of thing you might interact with. Like it, it goes inside you. It's, I don't know. I, I get it. I understand yeah. why people are, are wary of things they don't, they're not familiar with and don't understand when it comes to eating them. Oh man, I have to shout out to a friend uh, who, who does listen to the show. Welcome to our favorite segment. Shout out to a friend. This episode goes <laughs> out to... Uh, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to embarrass him. That's not how um, shout outs work, Linda. Fuck. <laughs> but here's the deal. So it's uh, his partner's birthday today. And for her birthday, she had him try sushi for the first time. He, so he's like almost 40 and has never had sushi. You know who yeah. you are, 40-year-old first-time sushi eater. This show is in your <laughs> honor. Oh, you had a good 40-year-old virgin callback there for a second. Um. <laughs> 40-year-old sushi virgin. God damn it. See, it was right there. Was Fuck, right this there. is why we don't have 100,000 listeners, Linda. It's <laughs> dropped balls like this. Fumbling uh, out here. But it was really great to watch. It's great to watch, you know, somebody that you've known for a really long time. Uh, try a thing like sushi that I forgot that people haven't just haven't had that in their lives. That's very that's very charming and cute. I like that. I like that the the birthday present was. I'm gonna make you eat this raw fish you've avoided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and happy it. birthday to me. Happy My birthday definitely to you via me. So this is the person yeah, that parents... you uh, meant to wish happy birthday when you accidentally wished me happy birthday today. Yes, it is. Yeah. I couldn't tell because it's the one time you did get my birthday wrong. So, you know, I couldn't really tell if it was really That tracks. Yeah. That's the most Linda thing ever is to get, miss all the birthdays and anniversaries, but then send you a gift like in the middle of the year when absolutely nothing is going on. (laughs) Yeah. My style. Also charming. What can I say? (sighs) All right, Andy. Are we at the end of the call? Yeah. How many calories did you burn there, Linda? Do you want to report on it? You can also keep that to yourself. It's up to you. No, I'm already there. 116. That's a lot. That's that's like a few. That's that's a lot of calories. That's like half a cookie, and I've uh, gone six miles. Yeah, I think the miles is more impressive. That is impressive. I'm I'm always ca- I'm always careful because I, I hate comparing uh, you know calories burned to food eaten because it makes people feel like they have to earn the food they eat. But I just like visualizing yeah. it that way. You know, like you know, you just one cookie did all that body movement for you, yeah. right? Like it's 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 yeah, fun to exactly. think about how your body processes fuel. Yeah, and I think it is super dangerous to think like, oh, I got to earn my food today because that's not at all how it works. Your body needs exercise so that it can repair itself regularly and it needs a variety of nutrients. It's not just the calories. It's complicated. You tell them, Dr. Linda. <laughs> all right, I'm going to go do a, the, the actual workout now. Oh, this is just a warm-up. Well, get to it. I'm going to do it. All right, good luck, Linda. Nice talking to you. Nice to talk to you also. Bye-bye. Bye.